you're welcome along to the very first episode of Tradcast with Therese McInerney in association with the Arts Council of Ireland. I hope you got a chance to listen to our short introductory episode and as promised, the first episode will be all about teaching traditional music online. Now, this episode is geared towards you if you're a music teacher, student or if you children are dependents learning music online. As always, the opinions I share here are completely my own and if you'd had a different experience to me, I'd love to hear it and I'll be reading out some of your responses to the podcast on next week's episode. So to get in touch, just head to threesmacanerney.com and leave a message on the contact page or you can go to threesmacanerney music and media on Instagram or Facebook. Use the hashtag tradcast. If you enjoy the podcast, please rate and review the episode. I'd really appreciate it. So back a few months ago when schools closed due to COVID-19, I decided to try and save some of my business and to bring my private music lessons online. I didn't want to leave my students high and dry. A lot had come so far and leaving an instrument up for six months is dangerous territory, especially when you've just started and when you're learning an instrument like the fiddle, which is my main instrument, no tuition or guidance for such a long time can cause bad technique habits to form. I also had a number of young students that have parents who are healthcare workers and the weekly classes gave them something to look forward to and a bit of normality for us all. I have to say that they worked out really well for me and I got very positive feedback from my students and their parents. I remember when the announcement came that the schools were closing, it was a Thursday and I was driving back to a primary school I was teaching in, listening to Antishakli of Radker speak on the radio. I wonder actually does anyone else remember exactly what they were doing at the time? I've never asked anyone that and I'd be really interested in hearing from you if you do remember specifically where you were. It was quite surreal that couple of days and I did panic but that weekend I remember for the first time I did a quick Instagram video which I'd never done before actually talking straight into the camera. I had to leave my inhibitions behind and I showed my home setup and my plan to bring high quality traditional music lessons online. And after that minute long video, a lot of traditional musicians from around the country, a lot of friends of mine reached out to me and asked me various questions in relation to the issues and the fears that they were having about teaching online. And just voicing these concerns with fellow artists, it helped me to realise that I wasn't alone. And those I spoke to, I think they were grateful for the advice, but more so just have someone to listen and It really inspired me to think about developing this podcast and hopefully the community that will come with it. So at the moment, things are a bit up in the air for September. Unfortunately, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't tell you if things will be back to normal, but I do think it would be silly of us as teachers not to have our classes set up and scheduled in a way that they can immediately be brought online if you know, a student has symptoms developing or if the schools close again. So if you're a music student, a parent or a music teacher, here's the part of the podcast. You might want to pause, grab a pen or just keep the notes in your phone handy in case you hear something useful that you think you could implement in your own practice. I'd love to hear if any of these tips helped you in any way. I myself have a mix of group and private classes. Private classes were a lot easier to put online. It just gave them the same time as usual. But then group classes, I know some teachers who continued the group classes by doing video tutorials and emailing them on or else let their students join a group call with their sound muted. What I chose to do was I gave my group students a 15 minute private lesson each because I really believe feedback is the most important part of weekly lessons and not being able to chat to them or, you know, to hear them wouldn't suit me or my students long term. 
And a little tip actually for singing teachers out there, I sent out an email at the start with different warm ups so that they could have their voices warmed up and ready for class. And that saved time. A big question a lot of fellow teachers asked me at the beginning was what's the best online program to use? And my answer is whatever is easiest for the students. I used FaceTime, Skype, WhatsApp video, Zoom because I let the students pick and it's not any hassle for me to go between programs. But if I had to do a quick review on those four programs, I have a lot of Apple products, so I do love FaceTime. I like how clear the picture is and how clear the sound is. However, sometimes when I'd ring, there's no sound on the other side, so I'd have to hang up and ring again and that usually always solved it. Skype then the picture maybe wasn't as clear as FaceTime but I loved all the additional features. There's a chat box you can drag and drop the notes of the tunes or the words of the songs into and you can schedule classes and reminders for students and check if they're online and ready to rock. So I really liked Skype. WhatsApp video then is okay but it's just for students who don't have access to a laptop or iPad so it's grand but wouldn't be something I'd recommend if there was an Apple product or a laptop available. Finally, Zoom I wasn't a big fan of because I think it's a hassle scheduling links to meetings and I didn't find the sound quality amazing. It dipped a lot in volume, especially when kids were playing, say, the fiddle close to the computer. So for me, it's a toss up between FaceTime and Skype. And I think I might put that one out to you, the listener. I'm going to do a poll maybe on Instagram this week. So if you're not on Instagram, pop me an email on my website and we'll see what's the most loved program for our students and teachers. So whatever about programs and platforms, none of them are any good if you don't have a good connection. So it's so important to have good internet. On the first week of online classes, I had a fiddle student who lives out in the sticks and only that she was in secondary school and very good and patient student, it would have been a nightmare because the audio was so poor. I could only hear every second note she was playing and I ended up telling her to send me on voice recordings of her tunes and I would send her an email back with feedback and her tune notes and a recording. So that week, after researching and getting lots of suggestions from fellow teachers, here are my top tips when dealing with internet and connection issues. So make sure that no one else in the house is on the internet for the duration of the class, especially not streaming anything on, say, Netflix or something that's going to drain data. Also make sure that the student is near the router or even better if they have a laptop or computer to connect the Ethernet cable. One should have come in the box with the computer. Mine is yellow and I actually I have an iMac, so I always always have the ethernet cable plugged into the wall to ensure I'm getting the highest speeds possible. Now I got another suggestion, one that I haven't had to use because everything I just said there has worked for me. So just making sure no one else is on the internet, making sure that the student is near the router. But someone did suggest that if you are having serious difficulty that you could try and use your laptop for the picture, mute it and then ring them on the phone. So if you're using the phone audio, then you're using, you know, the landline or the mobile network. But that only works if there's good phone coverage. But if you've tried that or have you any other hacks, do let me know and I'll read it out on the podcast next week. So I'd love to hear your suggestions. So if there's a slight delay and it's driving you mad and you can't fix it in audio settings, here is what I do. So I teach the tune, I play the bar of music or sing the song and they play it back. And then once we've gone through the part I'd like them to learn, I mute or turn down their audio. So I play or sing the part and then during this time, 
they can hear me, but I can't hear them. So I can also record the tune for them at this time. So again, you're saving time. They're able to play along with you and you're getting the tune recorded. Okay, so that is my tip for when you're dealing with delay. So my next suggestion, I think this applies to all areas of business, and that is to give over and above and be organized. So to always give a little bit more to a situation than is expected. And just for example, like I mentioned earlier, I recorded a five minute warm up for my singing students so that they could have warmed up before class and it wasn't eating into their class time. We could go straight into the song. And another tip is to send your students the new notes or words the night before before if possible so they can have it printed off and ready for class. This goes both ways and it's important for students to be organised and have the instruments out, notes out and be ready because if a student is organised and interested the teacher will naturally respond to the enthusiasm and also a tip as well a few teachers got in touch to say that they were spending hours in the evening after their teaching writing emails with what to do for the following week and recording. And what I would say is make sure you get that done in class. Have an email ready, you know, with the email address in of their parents or of the students and be writing as the class is going on on what to do for the following week. You might have a little bit extra to do in the evening, but at least you'll have an idea of what's going on as opposed to trying to remember. And finally, payment is pretty easy. You can just charge the same price as normal and set up a PayPal account, bank transfer or Revolut. Now, one thing to watch with PayPal is they do charge fees for business transactions, which can be a big cut to the income. So I've stopped using it and I think Revolut or bank transfer is the way to go for me and to pay by term not per class to save your students on charges and hassle with keeping track of it as well. And that's it really. Honestly, if you've been putting off teaching or learning online because you think it's too much hassle, I promise it really isn't. A lot of the feedback I've got from students and fellow teachers is that some of them will be continuing to offer and ask for online lessons because it's been such a positive experience for them and parents are delighted to cut down on some of the driving as well. So that is another pro. So I hope I've helped if you've picked up even one tip from me today or related to anything please send me a message and I'd love to hear about any stories or experiences you've had good or bad and if you've any further questions do get in touch. Now we got really exciting news this week that even though we're all disappointed that Skull Sarah Willie Clancy won't go ahead this year they've decided that with the assistance of the Arts Council to go ahead with free online tuition for all the usual instruments for students so no matter where you are in the world this year you can still attend Skull Sarah Willie Clancy from the 6th to the 10th of July. The application forms for students are now ready and all the details are on skullsarahwillieclancy.com. Now for the final part of today's podcast, I'd like to highlight some of the other new online learning resources if you don't have a teacher and I'm not sponsored by or affiliated with any of these, but there's just some suggestions here for you to try out if you'd like to take up an instrument in your own time. And sometimes this can be good if you just want to dip in and out of an instrument or if you're a little shy about playing in front of a teacher. Just a health warning, in my opinion, technique is so much more important than learning tunes at the start and it can be be tempting to dive in and start learning tunes but please don't skip ahead because I know from experience it's so much harder to break a habit than it is to learn correct technique from day one and I know some traditional musicians will say technique doesn't matter but in my opinion it's the only thing that matters at the start to prevent repetitive strain injury and to get 
good tone from your instrument. So before I start ranting and raving anymore about technique, here are some of the online learning sources. And just to be clear, these are pre-recorded video lessons. So the Online Academy of Irish Music has a 14-day free trial across a wide range of traditional instruments. OAIM.ie is the website if you'd like to check that out. If you're specifically looking for concertina tutorials, Kathleen McGowan, she runs the IrishConcertinaLessons.com where you can also get some free sample lessons. Then for fiddle, I know that Martin Hayes has a Patreon page where he's teaching some tunes on YouTube. Mairead Nimueni also has sample lessons on her website Mairead.ie. Bowron is another very popular instrument for adult learners. I've been asked so much about this recently and Siobhan O'Donnell is just after creating the website LearnTheBowron.ie so that is well worth checking out. And uh, also the popular Bowron Summer School Bula Buzz is going online this year from July 13th to the 17th. So there is so much going on online to keep our wonderful tradition alive and well at these times. And I know the atmosphere isn't the same, but there's pros and there's comforts to it as well. So I think for one year, why not give some of these a go? Now, one final question I've been getting from a lot of students and parents is about traditional music exams, particularly the SCT traditional Irish music exams. I've sent an email for further information, but there's been no word on whether the exams will go ahead at the end of the year or if they'll just cancel them till next year. Once I get a response, I'll be sure to let you know. I did like how the Royal Irish Academy had online exams where the students uploaded videos for their RIAM exams. However, the SCT did do weekly tutorials for 10 weeks on SCT exams.com so that's another free learning resource for everyone and there's some lovely unusual tunes for all levels beginners up to advanced and I know a lot of students were disappointed as well at the cancellation of flas so it was great to see a lot of virtual flas happening online to give students something to work towards and it's great to fill social media with traditional music so fair play and Shin A that's my very first podcast and I hope you've enjoyed it I'd be absolutely over the moon if you wouldn't mind sharing the podcast with anyone you think may be interested and if you could rate and review today's Tradcast I'd also be so grateful. I'll be picking some reviews and emails every week to feature on the podcast and everyone who rates and reviews, shares on Instagram or Facebook will be put into a draw to win a copy of my album every second week for the duration of the series. There will be podcasts that are more about music and festivals and there will be podcasts that are more information based for artists and I'd like your guidance as to what you'd like to hear in the upcoming episodes. Tune in next week where we'll be discussing about the process of making a traditional music album. If you've any questions on this topic, don't hesitate to get in touch. From me, Therese McInerney, until next time, slog a fall. Bye.